0: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast. After the uh, big Eagles uh, Cowboys. Game, which now has uh, propelled the Cowboys into a tie in the standings with the Eagles. But again, uh, remember this. The Cowboys are still behind the Eagles in the division. Uh, They are still behind them in the conference tiebreaker. Uh, Remember, that would be the after-common games on a division tiebreaker. But remember this, too. The Eagles have a much easier schedule the rest of the way. They have almost finished this five-game gauntlet they've gone through. They go to Seattle next week. Then they close Giants, Cards, Giants. The Cowboys have the Bills at the Bills, at Miami, Detroit, and then an easy game against Washington. They have a tougher schedule. The Eagles are still ahead in the conference record and uh, they face an easier schedule. So I still favor the Eagles, although I will tell you this. The Eagles off tonight look like a very beat-up team. They have not handled this part of the schedule well. Now, they've turned the ball over all year. Hertz has turned the ball over all year. They've moved the ball all year. But you saw it again tonight. How many bad plays can the Eagles make now? They got the worst of the penalties tonight, and they got some bad calls. I mean, they got some very questionable calls, but, you know, sometimes that goes away, Sometimes it doesn't. They got almost 100 yards in penalties. They uh, turned the ball over three times on fumbles when they were driving for scores. Hurst turned it over on the 30-yard line. Uh, Brown turned it over inside the 40-yard line. And then Devontae Smith turned it over, where it was probably cosmetic anyway, inside the 15-yard line. Uh, All getting stripped when they're running with the ball and they have just got to protect the ball better, especially hurts who is taking a pounding this year. And I think the Eagles are running him too much from formula and too much. They're calling his number, let him improvise, but don't call his number as much. Cause I think he's really getting beat up badly. The other problem for the Eagles is their secondary is a mess and they have a great pass rush. They can make plays. Uh They have, Terrific players on the front line. They have a great pass rush. Uh, Carter's giving them something on the interior defensively on the line, but their secondary is really shaky. Their safety situation is very bad, and that has got to improve, and you've seen it the last couple of weeks. They were ravaged by the Bills in a game they won. They were ravaged by the Niners, and let's be honest, the Cowboys uh, did what they wanted in the first half against them despite the fact it should have been a much closer game because the Eagles, if you, if you count the Devontae Smith drop in the end zone on a perfect pass, Brown dropped one earlier down the sideline. That was a good pass, but the ball was a little low. The pass that uh, he hit Devontae Smith with in the end zone should have been caught. Then he had the three fumbles in on drives, uh, and you have just an absolute... You know, nightmare night where they continue to turn the ball over, and the Eagles have a lot to work on. Now, again, I think the Eagles will get healthy. They might struggle in Seattle on, uh, next week because that's a long trip. After this game tonight, it's a long trip out to the West Coast, and they are a beat up team and a physically tired team. They need to regroup and they need to regroup before they see the Giants and then finish the rest of the season strong. And they're probably going to need the Week 18 game against the Giants at Giants Stadium. So the Giants are going to get to play spoilers because they're probably going to need that game to win the division. They'll definitely need it for seeding, and they could need it for the division. So that's where we are right now off the Cowboy win. The Cowboys and the Eagles, listen, we knew. Ten weeks ago, that the Cowboys and Eagles were both going to the playoffs. The question is which one's going to win the division and which one's going to get the home games and which one's going to be on the road. That's the question we have to answer. San Francisco won again today. All right. Seattle played better than we thought, but they still won the game by 12 points. So they're doing what they have to do. The Lions have slipped backwards. No question about it. You got a bunch of teams then fighting for those other wild card spots. Minnesota won a crazy game today, shutting out the Raiders Um, 3-0. Green Bay's got the Giants tomorrow night in a very big game for them, and they are right there in the mix right now. But that's the situation. A big win for Dallas. It puts them in the throws for the division title. But, again, you still favor the Eagles because the Eagles have a much easier schedule the rest of the way. The other game was the Bills and Kansas City, and that game is where all the controversy lies. And you saw, I'm sure by now, or heard what Mahomes said. And Mahomes went off at the end of the game. You saw him throw his helmet. You saw him attack the officials. Uh, listen, there is not a question in anybody's mind, anywhere, that the Chiefs got screwed last night, last week on the pass interference call against the Packers. It was one of the Worst non-calls we've ever seen. They were absolutely screwed. But Mahomes is completely off base about what happened on what would have been an incredible, if you want to call it a hook and lateral or whatever you want to call that play. It wasn't a typical hook and lateral, but the play that resulted in Kelsey catching it, flipping it to uh, Tony, and then Tony running it into the end zone. Tony was called for an offside. Now, Mahomes said they always give a warning, not true. As a matter of fact, tonight, if you were watching, you saw the 12th offensive offsides call, and I think very conveniently they were looking to call one tonight, just to let everyone know they do call them. They've called 12 this year. Last year they called two. They used to give more warnings than they give now. There is no, there is no criteria for them to give a warning. And as they say, when you line up as blatantly offsides as Tony did, where you cover the football, where you are, your whole body's offsides, they are not going to say a word. They are not going to give a courtesy, even if they want to give a courtesy, and some officials still do. Not everybody does, but some do. And again, they have called 12 offensive offsides this year, so it's not like it hasn't been called. It was a rough call there, but it was clearly an offsides penalty, and it was called long before the play, before Mahomes even dropped back. So if that's the case, how do they know we're going to be a classic play that was called back? They don't, nor should that be a factor. The bottom line is, how does Mahomes not want them to call that? What does he want them to do there? Ignore it? You would have had, obviously, the Bills going crazy. He was clearly offsides, and the bigger question is this, and you guys know if you've ever listened to me, I love Andy Reid. He's one of the all-time greats. I stuck up for him when he was in Philly, and I always knew he had greatness in him. I always thought he was going to retire as an incredibly successful coach. It took him a while to get over the hump in especially postseason games, but he's done that. But let's be honest. How many mistakes, how many games does a player have to wreck before you say goodbye to him? You know, the Giants got ripped for letting Tony go. And you heard the Chiefs, Andy Reid, Mahomes all say Tony was going to be great. Tony is what coaches often call a lure. You know what a lure is? You throw it in the water, it's shiny, it looks like a fish, and it catches fish. He is a lure. You see him in practice when he's catching the ball, when he's loosey-goosey, he makes plays on a dime, he runs like the wind, he makes plays, and you say, this guy's got everything to be a great player except he goes into games and he screws everything up he's a train wreck and shoulder pads the guy drops everything in sight he's dropped so he's dropped more balls than he's caught in kansas city and he continues to make mistake after mistake after mistake you can't trust him now they have other wide receivers you can't trust and i've been screaming all year about rice and finally they are starting to incorporate rice the way he needs to be incorporated with kelsey if they do that they'll be fine but let's be honest He was offsides by a long way, and they have to make that call. Mahomes is way off base. Did he get screwed last week on the non-call? Absolutely. Maybe he's unhappy about other calls this year. I'm sure everybody is. But he has no complaint with what happened tonight. That call has to be made. And it's painful, and it would have been a great, great way to finish a game, except the Bills would have I don't know what the Bills would have done if they gave up that touchdown and lost the game on that. I mean, it would have been such a fitting thing to what's going on with the Bills' nightmare season. But instead, the Bills are 7-6. and six. They need 10 wins to get to the playoffs. They play Dallas this week. Then they play the Chargers, the Pats, and the Dolphins the last game. That game is going to be huge. There's two enormous games that the Dolphins will play. They play the Ravens in Week 17, which could be from the number one seed. And then they play the Bills and the, the – Week 18. That's going to be fascinating. They play the Jets this week. Now, the Pats play the Cowboys coming up, and then they play the Chargers, who might not have Herbert, and they play the Pats. That should be something they can handle. But I don't think the Bills are going to win the division because Miami's going to get number 10 tomorrow night against Tennessee. They have teams on their schedule they can beat. And unless they fall apart, I think the Bills are going to need 10 to get to the wild card. I think it's going to be 10 in the AFC. I think it's going to be 9 in the NFC to get to the wild card. That's the way I think it's going to shake out. Kansas City still has a game-and-a-half lead over Denver, and the rest of their schedule, I think they will run the table. They have the Pats, the Raiders, the Bengals, and the Chargers. I'd be surprised if they lose any of those games. The Cincinnati game, where Browning playing well, is in Kansas City. I do not think you will see the Chiefs lose again. I'd be surprised if they do. Yes, they probably have squandered the number one seed because either Baltimore or Miami will probably win enough games to get the one seed, which means Mahomes will finally, finally play a playoff game on the road, which he hasn't done. He's been on neutral fields, obviously. He's been in Super Bowls. But he has not played a playoff game on the road. And he will probably have to do that this year. That doesn't mean that it's not going to work out for them. It doesn't mean the Chiefs can't still go to the Super Bowl. They can. But they have squandered what looked to be a pretty good situation with some tough losses the last couple of weeks, including this brutal one today, uh, which came down, obviously, to an offsides penalty negating what would have been one of the great touchdowns (laughs) we've seen in a long, long time. I mean, that was an amazing... Amazing play. So the Bills are looking up. The Chiefs got to get their act together. The Cowboys are are looking up. The Eagles off back-to-back losses and a lot of points allowed and a lot of turnovers have got to get their act together. But they do, after a trip to Seattle, go Giants, Cards, Giants, which should carry them to at a minimum 13 wins which should be good enough for a division title. Now, the Cowboys are hot, but the Cowboys got to prove that they can beat a good team on the road. They have not done that. They've dominated teams at home. They've dominated almost everybody they've played at home. We know that. We've watched them do it all year. Their defense is a defense that when it gets off to good starts, it rolls and rolls. You know, that's the way it goes. I mean, tonight you saw an incredible performance uh, by their field goal kicker. I mean, what an, what an amazing performance tonight with what he did. I mean, he has some leg and he's been incredibly accurate. And when you see a guy knocking out, uh, those field goals one after another, I mean, four field goals tonight, field goals from 45, 50, 59 and 60. I mean, that is unbelievable it really is some performance and most of them with room to spare and they let him kick that late one. All right. Was that maybe rubbing in a little? Okay. But the bottom line is, I think they wanted to say, you know what, have at it again and put a finishing touch on your, uh, performance. And if you had Aubrey, uh, in your, in one of those fantasy contests, which I think are in the playoffs right now, if I, uh, remember what's going on in most leagues, I think that's the case. I think he put up um, somewhere around, I guess, 20-something points tonight, 23 points for a kicker, somewhere around there, depending on how you score, but I think it was that kind of performance. I mean, just an incredible performance by him tonight, uh, remarkable uh, what he did. I mean, just an incredible, incredible performance. One that I don't know when you're going to see again. I mean, uh, with the amount of distance that he put out there today, I mean, just unbelievable. It really was in every way. I mean, just an, a crazy, crazy good performance. Four for four. He doesn't miss field goals. And he kicked a 59 and a 60 and a 50 and a 45. Wow. What a night. I mean, an incredible Incredible performance, uh, the likes of which we haven't seen in a long time. The Eagles, let's be honest, they look like a really tired team. They're still moving the ball offensively. They can move the ball. I think Hurts is banged up, but you know what? A lot of players are banged up this time of year. I think they can regroup. I think they are still a threat. But their defense is not the same. They lost key people off it. They've been hurt by injuries. They continue to be, you know, unbelievably paper thin at at, at, at the safety position, and that's going to continue to haunt them in the postseason. But I expect, with the schedule the way it is, especially in weeks sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen, they should be okay going forward. Although they may have squandered the number one seed, I, I think that goes uh, without saying. You know, some of these teams have pretty nasty schedules like the Ravens have the Jags, the Niners, Miami, and Pitt the last four weeks. That's anything but easy either. And remember those two games, Miami Ravens, Miami Bills coming up in weeks 17 and 18. will have a lot to say about the playoff situation in the AFC. A lot to say there as a matter of fact. So we still got two games tomorrow night. We have Tennessee and Miami. Miami needs the roll to keep their edge on the Bills. I think they'll do that against Tennessee, which is not a good pass defense, and will have all kinds of trouble matching up against this Miami attack, which will beat you with speed every which way, running, running outside to the perimeters, running uh, and then throwing the ball on time and getting their fast receivers coming across the field and just beating you with speed every which way. Hill's having an incredible season, an MVP-type season, as a matter of fact. Uh, It goes without saying. But Kansas City, you have the tough loss and a lot of comments from Mahomes. But again, to be fair, I think it's a – I'm usually very hard on the officials. And their non-call was criminal last week for Kansas City. It should have been a pass interference call against Scantley. It wasn't called. I don't know why, but it wasn't. And that was rough enough. And I think that was an open wound when tonight this happened. But tonight, Tony was, who's out of it all the time, was out of it again. And as the official said, hey, he not only was offside, he covered the football. He was offside so badly. They said his whole body was offside. I mean, he is just a nightmare waiting to happen. We know what kind of talent he has. But I think enough's enough. I really do. I, I, I don't know how. You get past that. I I just I, I think that there's too many drops, too many mistakes. He just sends a just you know, he just sends a bad message to the whole team in terms of, you know, you gotta tighten your play. You gotta make smart plays if you wanna win playoff games and you wanna win games down the stretch, if you wanna go to the Super Bowl, you can't be a stupid team, you can't be a team that makes dumb mistakes, and this guy leads the world in drops and big mistakes, time and time again. And it's just not what it's not the message you want to send to your team. And I don't know what. It'll be very interesting to see how the Chiefs and Andy handle it uh, going forward. So big night for the Cowboys. For you Cowboy fans, you can crow a little bit. But you know what? Let's see them go on the road now and make a statement. They've made a lot of statements at home this year. They've beaten the heck out of a lot of teams. They got the Eagles tonight 33-13, okay? They beat them up. They turned them over. They, you know, were the better team tonight. They got a lot of edges. They got a lot of breaks, but they still were the better team. Eagles made countless mistakes, both in terms of penalties and turnovers, which have haunted them all year. It was a bad game for the Eagles just like it was last week against the Niners, a bad game against the Cowboys. They have to take measure of who they are and where they are right now, as does Kansas City. But I would not discount either team going forward. I think the schedule works for Kansas City. I think the schedule works for the Eagles. And I think they both have the culture and the coaching and the leadership to... Rebound and to get things righted. And I think you will see them both do that. Although it might take one more week for it to happen for the Eagles. Cause I think this trip across the country is not going to be great for them. And they are a, I think just a dead tired team right now, a beat up team and very much a dead tired team. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, as far as putting a, Bow on the Jets. Listen, the Jets played well today. I thought they matched up very well with this team. I think the weather played into their hands. I think their defense played into their hands against this young Texan team, which has suffered some very big hits in recent weeks and then lost Tankdale and lost Schultz and then lost Collins early in the game today. And that's three of their biggest four weapons. And that's the guys who have been making the big plays in the passing game So that was a big factor. But, and Zach, for the most part, played well. Now, it was 0-0 at the half, as you know. But in the second half, he made plays. But I thought that the Texans played very much into their hands. They didn't cover a hole out of the backfield. Those were easy throws that went for a lot of yardage. Throws to the tight ends that went for a lot of yardage. He did throw some nice passes uh, to the tight end, a couple. He fit a couple into uh, Wilson that were good. He played an improved game. I don't want to go overboard. Like I said, the Jets and their defense never shut up. You can't talk when you're 5-8. and eight. That's what the Jets defense has to learn. When you're 5-8, and eight, you be quiet. The day will come when you can talk, but when you're 5-8, you don't and talk a lot. When you haven't won in a long time and you finally win a game at home, be quiet. Win like you're supposed to win, but they don't do that. we we can do this, we shut out everybody, we do this, we do that. The defense talks too much. But you know what? They are overly aggressive defensively. They are good defensively. And they're good against the pass. But let's see them go on the road and beat Miami. Handle that offense. Then we'll be far more impressed. Show it again. Do it next week. And you know what? We'll have something nice to say about the team after that game. Do it next week against Miami, and let's see. Then we can talk some more not just today in the rain against a beat-up Houston team. It was a big win, a good win. They needed a win in the worst way. Zach needed a game to quiet the critics. He got it. They got a win, but it's one win in a season that has been very, very tough to take. So do it quietly. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.